and welcome to episode number 75 of Bill Man the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Bill Man, where I get to report you the latest weekly news from the NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL. Alrighty, everybody, we're going to start off with the NFL as a couple of news that came out this week. The first one is Denver Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick is could potentially be out for the whole season after he suffered a torn ACL during spring training during training camp. Now it's actually now Denver Broncos fans. However, I do think they might still be they'll still be fine with the players they got and with Russell Wilson as their quarterback. But how will this impact the Denver Broncos? You guys can always let me know your thoughts and opinions on Twitter at Billman Sports and Instagram at Billman Sports Guy. And now to the biggest and latest news that has happened out of the NFL. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson has actually been suspended, and the NFL is actually appealing it. So to catch any to catch everybody up on this, Deshaun Watson is being suspended for six games by the NFL, and the NFL is actually appealing it. Now, we all saw this coming. We all knew Watson was going to get suspended. But the question was, how? How many games? Now, it's crazy and surprising. I'm not going to lie. I Sometimes I just don't understand the amount of suspensions in sports, depending by the amount of games. But you guys can always let me know your thoughts and opinions about the Deshaun Watson. I'm very curious to know what everybody's thoughts are on this. Now, you can always find me on Twitter at BillManSports and Instagram at BillManSportsGuy. And now into the NBA. Not a lot of news is going on in the NBA other than preseason is probably going to be around the corner within a couple months because today is August 7th at the time of this recording. Now... I want to get your early thoughts and opinions. Who do you think is going to be the way too early NBA championship for 2023? Going to go an upset here. I got the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and all the depth and star players they got. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. Now... So yeah, let me know your thoughts on your way too early NBA champion prediction. And now into Major League Baseball. The trade deadline was this past Tuesday, August 2nd. And there were some crazy trades that have happened. So in this episode, I'm going to re- I'm going to record the I'm going to give you all the biggest trades that have happened. We're going to start off with the first two that have that both involve the San Diego Padres. The first one, the San Diego Padres have acquired Josh Hader from the Milwaukee Brewers in exchange for left-handed pitcher Taylor Rogers and Robert Gazer, right-handed pitcher Dilson Lamette, and outfielder Estery Ruiz. From the Padres, this came out of nowhere from both sides. This is easily one that just came out of left field. Josh Hader was one 
from the Brewers' standpoint that I never thought they would have traded. And I'm also a bit confused by this. But, so from the Padres' standpoint, you are getting arguably one of the best closers in baseball, top three, in my opinion. And Josh Hader, while his stuff hasn't not really been the best this season. However, I'm also, sometimes when it comes to new team star players getting traded, I look at it as like a, a new team, like a change of scenery. And I think Josh Hader will do fine in San Diego. Now, from the Brewers' standpoint, I'm I'm a little confused as to why the Brewers would trade Josh Hader. The fact that they're basically in win now mode and it just doesn't make any sense, in my opinion. I'm not I'm not entirely sure why and who knows why they actually wanted to trade Josh Hader. Now, obviously his numbers aren't really the best by all means, as Josh Hader is two and four with a four eleven ERA. So far, he's 1-0 with the Padres, but with Milwaukee, he was 1-4 with a 4.24 ERA in 37 games. So, overall, I'm a little confused by the Brewers' standpoint. Kind of having a hard time as to why they did want to trade Josh Hader. And now the next one for the San Diego Padres. They acquired... Outfielder Juan Soto and first baseman Josh Bell from the San Diego Padres in exchange for shortstop C.J. Abrams, left-handed pitcher Mackenzie Gore, outfielder Robert Hassel III, outfielder James Wood, and right-handed pitcher Jarlin Susanna. Wow, wow, wow. From the Washington Nationals standpoint, Washington Nationals fans, I feel so sorry for you guys. The fact that, like, not recently, you actually had, like, a tenure of Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, Anthony Rendon, Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner. I'm, I know I'm probably forgetting more off the top of my head, but in the, but my point is, within three to four years, all of them are gone. Actually, the only one remaining is Steven Strasburg, and he's yet to pay, pitch a full year. If you combine the last two, three seasons, ever since he signed that seven-year extension, he's only pitched a combined 30 innings. So it's actually insane. And Josh Bell, who was actually a very nice piece for them, but I, I'm not surprised that they traded Bell as well. But they are getting some some pieces that I really think can help him like Mackenzie Gore, Robert Hassel, the third, who's got good stuff. All of them, most of them got good stuff. Now from the San Diego Padres stamp and and to add for the nationals, they're also in a rebuild. So I'm guessing Soto didn't really want to stick around throughout the whole rebuild. Cause I'm sure he's probably going to want like a 15 year deal worth 500 million somewhere around there. But from the Padres' standpoint, holy moly, the Padres just basically gave up their whole farm system. This is basically a win-now mode, right? Like, for the pitching side, you got, like, Mike Clevenger, uh, Josh Hader, and from the offensive side, Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Fernando Tatis Jr., who should be coming back soon, Manny Machado, Trent Grisham, it's insane. The Padres are definitely a team to watch for in the second half. 
Now, Josh Bell, uh, for Juan Soto and Josh Bell. Josh Bell, who's actually having a pretty solid year, hitting two ninety seven with 14 homers, 58 driven in. And Juan Soto, who is hitting two forty nine with 21 homers, 46 RBIs. So, while 246, sorry, 249 batting average is a career low, but Juan Soto is still arguably, like, top 10 best baseball player currently in the current side of things. But hitting-wise, Juan Soto is a machine. He's a beast. San Diego Padres easily won this trade, like, by a wide margin. And it's it's not even close, man. All right. Now for the next big trade. The New York Yankees have acquired Frankie Montra, Montas and right-handed pitcher Lou Trevino from the Oakland Athletics in exchange for right-handed pitcher Luis Mendina, second-base prospect Cooper Bowman, and left-handed pitchers J.P. Sears and Ken Walichuk. I'm really not surprised that, that the A's are moving on from some of their star players. As we all know, they traded Matt Olson and Matt Chapman in the offseason, and now they trade away Frankie Montas at the deadline. So Yankees, they're getting a, a very solid right-handed pitcher who will at least help them, especially in come postseason time. And the Yankees were on fire while the Oakland Athletics are rebuilding. And now the next big trade. This one involves, this is a three-team trade, basically. It involves the Houston Astros, Tampa Bay Rays, and Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles have acquired right-handed pitcher Seth Johnson and left-handed pitcher Chase McCormack. The Tampa Bay Rays get outfielder Jose Siri. And the Houston Astros get right-handed pitcher Jaden Murray and the biggest piece of this entire trade, first base slash outfielder Trey Mancini. So the Orioles, they're basically rebuilding and acquiring good pitching pieces is good for them. It's a good spot for them. Now, Jose Siri, I think he'd be a pretty good outfield depth piece for the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, as for the Houston Astros... Trey Mancini, I definitely think he's a big upgrade in the first base slash designated hitter spot as Yuri Gurriel really isn't having the best season unlike he did last season. So it makes sense for them to go after another first baseman in Trey Mancini as we will have to see if uh, what, what they do with Yuri Gurriel. All right, this next one the Arizona Diamondbacks have traded Luke Weaver to the Kansas City Royals in exchange for infielder Emmanuel Rivera. Both players, like I guess this this will be like a solid piece for both. Luke Weaver, who was actually having a good year, I think I think he could help out the Royals pitching wise and for their foreseeable future. As for Rivera, I think he'll be a very good solid piece for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. Okay, you guys knew I, I was going to... The White Sox did make a trade, so of course I have to do it, which I should. Chicago White Sox have traded catcher Reese McGuire to the Boston Red Sox in exchange for left-handed pitcher Jake Diekman. Now, Jake Diekman, prior to being traded, he was 5-1 and one with a 423 ERA. Seemed he had a bit of a control issue, 
I'd be willing to give him a shot as he does have control for one more year. And I do believe in Ethan Katz, the White Sox pitching coach. I do believe he could find and fix something in Jake Diekman. And at the time of this recording, Jake Diekman's actually doing pretty well in a White Sox uniform. Now, for the Red Sox game, Reese McGuire, I am confused. Now, obviously, at the time, Chicago did have three catchers in Yasmani Grindall, Sebi Zavala, and Reese McGuire. So it seems like Reese McGuire kind of fell out of favor due to Sebi Zavala's strong play. Now, McGuire... Last time I checked, he was hitting like around 230 with about 10 RBIs. He's yet to hit a home run. Now, McGuire, Boston Red Sox fans, what you're going to get out of Reese McGuire is he's he's a very good defender. He's very good at defense. In terms of hitting-wise, meh. So far in his career, he's been eh. Been a bit of a hit or miss. But, however, I hope he can put together a very good season on both sides, the offense and defense. Now, the next one, I do have to mention this one. The Boston Red Sox have traded Tommy Pham, or have acquired Tommy Pham from the Cincinnati Reds in exchange for a player to be named later in cash. So... Tommy Pham, he's most likely just going to be a good like leadoff bench guy for the Boston Red Sox as well. The Red Sox aren't having the greatest season, but they will, but they are kind of doing a retool getting bright future pieces. The next one, speaking of the Boston Red Sox, they traded catcher Christian Vasquez to the Houston Astros in exchange for outfielder Willier Brayu and infielder Emmanuel Valdez. Now, what was weird about this was Christian Vasquez was giving out the the report on Houston Astros pitchers only to be traded. How odd is that? Now, Christian Vasquez, I definitely think he's an upgrade over Malti Maldonado. Now, I do think he can be a good catching piece. In terms of the depth of catchers, I think he's definitely a bit of an upgrade. So... I can understand why the Astros would go after Vasquez and Mancini to upgrade over first base and catcher with Maldonado and Guriel, but good trade. I don't got too much to say. This next one, left-handed pitcher Jose Quintana is going to the St. Louis Cardinals as the Pittsburgh Pirates have traded him there in exchange for right-handed pitcher Johan Obadidu and infielder Malcolm Nunez. So, from the Pirates standpoint, they're obviously rebuilding. So, we know they're going to trade away their bigger pieces, like their big stars that quote unquote that they have in their team, and with and to get like good future pieces back to be to be part of the rebuild. Because it seems like going forward, their top their big names are Brian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz. So we'll see how this all pans out now the next trade want to talk about is the Houston Astros again they they're doing a pitching swap this one kind of surprises me a bit they traded right-handed pitcher Jake Odorizzi to the Atlanta Braves in exchange for left-handed pitcher Will Smith I don't got too much to say on both sides other than 
I'm a bit confused. I don't understand why for both sides. Like, this is one where I'm just confused. I would like to know what the process was. I mean, unless if it's just like a swap, like, okay, I get it. But I'm. it just confused me. And it still does. Now, the next one. The Detroit Tigers have traded outfielder Robbie Grossman to the Atlanta Braves in exchange for left-handed pitcher Chris Anglin. Chris Anglin, who is a he's a minor lefty arm. I I think he can really help out the Tigers pitching-wise in the near future and also while the Tigers aren't really having the best season. As for Robbie Grossman, he's a definitely a very nice solid piece to the Atlanta Braves and I think he I think he helps the team out pretty well. Now this next one, the Baltimore Orioles have traded right-handed pitcher Jorge Lopez to the Minnesota Twins in exchange for right-handed pitcher Yanier Canel, left-handed pitcher Cade Pavich, right-handed pitcher Juan Nunez, and left-handed pitcher Juan Rojas. So big trade, big pieces. Jorge Lopez, who was the closer for the Baltimore Orioles, he he is actually... The closer now for the Twins. Now, Lopez, solid pitcher in the Baltimore Orioles team. And he, he can definitely help out with Minnesota's pitching depth. As for the Orioles, same thing as I've been saying. As, if, as they're rebuilding, they're getting very nice young future pieces that have that can have a big impact for the team run their future. All right. All right, as I'm browsing to see if there's any more I'm missing in terms of big name-wise. All right, the New York Yankees have traded Joey Gallo to the Los Angeles Dodgers in exchange for right-handed pitcher Clayton Beater. Now, Joey Gallo, I think he can really pan out in a Dodger uniform as I feel like Yankees fans basically ran Joey Gallo out of the building and the fact that he wasn't even having a good season either, the... He was hitting like a buck fifty nine. Joey Gallo, I'm looking at this more as like a new change, new scenery. I really believe he can help out the Dodgers, especially from the bench. Now, the next one is Brandon Marsh. The Los Angeles Angels have traded Brandon Marsh to the Philadelphia Phillies in exchange for catcher Logan O'Hope. Oh, poor Angels fans. I feel so sorry for you guys. The fact that you guys got Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, two of the best players in baseball, and still no postseason. Man, I feel bad for Angels fans all around. But for Phillies fans, Marsh will be a very good piece for you guys, and I really think Marsh can really help out the Phillies in long term and in current term. All right. Now... The Chicago Cubs have traded David Robertson to the Philadelphia Phillies in exchange for right-handed pitcher Ben Brown. Now, while the Cubs pitching depth-wise is not the best, I can understand why they would trade arguably two or three of their best like relievers in Robertson, Givens, and Efros. Robertson, who was having a really good season with the Cubs, he is going back to the Philadelphia Phillies, one of his previous teams. A little confused on why Philly, when they're prob. I guess if Philly really had the better option for the Cubs, then fine, I get it. That would make sense. Now, 
for Phillies. We'll see how Robertson does. I'm very curious to see how he pans out. So we'll see how he does. Now the next one, the Cincinnati Reds have traded right-handed pitcher Tyler Mayhill from to the Minnesota Twins in exchange for infielder Spencer Steer, Christian Encarnacion Strand, and left-handed pitcher Steve Hijar. While the Reds are rebuilding, this is basically a scenario where you trade one of your best guys to the playoff team and you get a bunch of help, a bunch of depth, and a bunch of good pieces for your future. So the Reds, who are obviously rebuilding, good move by both sides. I agree with this trade. Now, the next big trade. There's actually one I did. Oh, yeah. Now, I did mention the Juan Soto trade earlier. Rumor has it that Eric Hosmer was supposed to be part of the trade that would send Soto to the Nationals, but Eric Hosmer has a no-trade clause or no-trade movement. So he turned that down. But the Padres still traded him. He is going to the Boston Red Sox along with infielder Max Ferguson, outfielder Corey Breuser, and cash considerations in exchange for left-handed pitcher Jay Groomey. So Eric Hosmer, who signed a long eight-year contract, and has four years left at the time of this recording with the San Diego Padres. So the Padres get some cap out with Hosmer. Well, yes, it did have to cost him a few prospects, younger pieces. But this is a good one. And for and for the Red Sox, I like the idea of having Hosmer as possibly a mentor for guys like Bobby Dahlbeck. While Dahlbeck can be a future part of the Red Sox first baseman. And I think he'll do really well there. Excuse me. Now, uh, yeah, I think I got, oh no, I actually got, we got at least two or three more trades to talk about. This one I really want to talk about. The New York Yankees have traded left-handed pitcher Jordan Montgomery to the St. Louis Cardinals in exchange for outfielder Harrison Bader. This is another one where I, I'm a bit confused by both sides. Jordan Montgomery, who has some who has some ups, upward, and potential. Now, while I really believe the Cardinals needed a focus on their pitching while acquiring him and Jose Quintana, the, the more they could get good pitching, the better I think they have a chance at actually winning the World Series. But from the Yankees' standpoint, I'm a little confused as to why Harrison Bader... Now, Harrison Bader, who's arguably one of the fat, if not the fastest guy in baseball, and one of the best defenders. But hitting-wise, while his hitting-wise hasn't really been the greatest, however, I do think he can, if the Yankees can help him fix something out, I think he'll go down as like one of the best in baseball. All right, that's pretty much all the trades I wanted to talk about. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I got one more. One more trade. The New York Mets have traded J.D. Davis to the San Francisco Giants along with Thomas Zapuki, left-handed pitcher Nick Wazak, and right-handed pitcher Carson Samer to the New York Mets. Now, the New York Mets get first base slash outfielder Darren Ruff. Now, Darren Ruff, while the Mets do have Pete Alonso and Dan Vogelbach, I really believe that having... Darren Ruff is a good bench and depth piece for the New York Mets as they are making a chance for the postseason. 
and I think. And now into the NHL. Still got a lot of trades and science to talk about, so we're gonna focus on the trades. Now, I'm gonna cover the the big ones that I've not covered yet within the last three weeks. So, here we go. The first one, the first trade is the Washington Capitals have acquired Connor Brown from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for the 2024 second-round pick. was a little confused from Ottawa's standpoint, the fact that they just had a very massive offseason and acquired Alex Dabrinkit. They acquired, like, younger talent. They also got Claude Giroux, but they ended up trading one of their, like, tough guys in Connor Brown, who's actually a very good piece. So, didn't really make too much sense for me. But from the Washington Capitals standpoint... I like this trade a lot. I think Connor Brown can be a pretty good, decent goal scorer for the team, and he also throws the body, throws the body around, which I love to see. And I think he can really help out the Capitals for this season. Alrighty, and the next trade to talk about is the Pittsburgh Penguins have acquired Ty Smith and a third rounder from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for John Marino. Now, from the Penguins, I'm a bit confused. Like, Ty Smith, I think he could be a pretty good piece for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But then that's really all I got to say. But for John Marino, John Marino has been a pretty solid defender for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the last two or three seasons. Now, New Jersey is obviously trying to get in win-now mode. So they're trying to get pieces to help them win now is the basic part of this. Now for the next one, the Columbus Blue Jackets have traded Oliver Bjornstrand to the Seattle Kraken in exchange for the 2023 third-round pick and a 2023 fourth-round pick. So Columbus is obviously in the middle of a rebuild. Now, they did trade one of their big players in Oliver Bjornstrand. Now, they could do whatever they want with those draft picks, whether it's trade him or hold on to them. But Bjornstrand, man, he... I think he could be a very good goal scorer for the Seattle Kraken. He could be a pretty big help for them this upcoming 2022-2023 season. And now, arguably the biggest trade all season long. The Calgary Flames have traded Matthew Kachuk to the Florida Panthers in exchange for Jonathan Huberto, first rounder, Mackenzie Weger, and Cole Schmidt. And to add to that, the Florida Panthers have signed Matthew Kachuk to an eight-year, $9.5 million average. Holy moly. Wow. So from the Florida Panthers' standpoint, while, yeah, you did get rid of Huberto and Uyghur, but adding Kachuk, like a potential MVP candidate, on the left wing with Alexander Barkov, like, this is insane. I think Kachuk can go insanely crazy. And I do think the Battle of Florida will now be more interesting to watch. Florida Panther fans, you have to be over the roof. While I'm sure it was painful to see Jonathan Huberto go, but getting Matthew Kachuk, you guys have to be pumped. Now, for Calgary Flame fans, you guys have to be over the moon right now. While there were rumors that the Flames... Probably we're not going to re-sign Kachuk. And hey, Jonathan Huberto, at the time of this recording, had one year left before signing an extension. 
which it seems like he's going to want to be a Calgary Flame. Now, I was going to add, they could do a scenario where if they're not doing well by the deadline, they could always flip him. But they could still possibly do that with Mackenzie Weger. Now, this one really surprised me. Please, I would love to know all of your thoughts and opinions on those trades. Now, I was going to try to do some signings, but I apologize for not doing that. I will do the signings next next episode within the next episode so please be on the lookout for that now quickly recap we talked about trades for hockey and baseball uh nba my way too early nba championship prediction and nfl deshaun watson suspended you guys can always let me know your thoughts and opinions on twitter and instagram at billman sports guy yeah twitter at billman sports instagram at billman sports guy so thank you for tuning in to episode number 75 of Bill Man the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host Bill Man. Stay Okay, I apologize in advance, but we're just going to try this part again. Now, it's rare for me to make a very huge mistake like that, but I promise going forward you will not see too many mistakes like this. All right. Now, for a full-on recap of this episode for the NHL and MLB we talked about trades now for NBA the way too early championship of who's going to win the NBA finals this season this upcoming season and for the NFL Tim Patrick Denver Broncos wide receiver out for the whole season how will this impact the Broncos and Deshaun Watson is being suspended and the NFL is appealing it you guys can always let me know your thoughts and opinions on Twitter at Billman Sports and Instagram at Billman Sports Guy. So thank you for tuning in to episode number 75 of Billman the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Billman. Stay tuned for episode number 76. Peace.